Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 38, The Power of Hobbies. It's June 17th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and clearly podcaster. I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. My goodness, the power of hobbies, and this is one of my favorite topics. Okay, I do have a lot of favorite topics, but anyway, one of the reasons this is so um, enjoyable for me is because hobbies are fun. Hobbies are supposed to be fun. The general description of hobbies in the dictionary is those things that you do in your leisure time for pleasure or amusement. So please take note of the words pleasure or amusement because some people, maybe not you, have hobbies, i.e. watching a show or doing this or that, that don't really give you pleasure or amusement. So I'm a huge fan of hobbies that are not a chore so that they're engaging and they light you up and they're fun. The, the benefits, however, of hobbies are oh, so uh, clear and substantial, which I'm going to cover. And what I want you to know is everything that I write about and do podcasts about or do videos about is how to have you love your life. And hobbies are a great way to help you with that. Now, spoiler alert. If you are a parent or a grandparent, an aunt or uncle, a teacher, or in any way involved with young people, children, teens, young adults, or even adults, um, hobbies can be preventive for suicide, depression, and addiction. So it's extremely valuable. I mean, extremely valuable. And hobbies can help you with things like depression, anxiety, low self-esteem. So what am I going to cover today in this podcast? Well, I'm going to give you some general comments as a diehard hobby enthusiast that I am. I'm going to talk about hobbies relative to young children, teens, and young adults. I am going to give you the top benefits of hobbies, a couple objections as to why people don't have hobbies, give you some hobby ideas, and then give you a few steps you can take if you want to dive into bringing the power of hobbies into your life, a couple takeaways, and then a call to action. If you happen to be new to my podcast, you can visit uh, my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my current giveaway. Now, my current giveaway is called Look, Look, I Want a Book, and you can register on my website. It's slated on the website to go through July 2020. Two, however, I'm enjoying it so much I'm probably going to continue it because giveaways are fun and I like fun things. 
Here is my general disclaimer, and this is important. I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any capacity, and you should always get your medical advice from a licensed professional in whatever field. If you happen to be suicidal or thinking about harming yourself as you're listening to this, I am asking you and begging you to just stop what you're doing and give the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline a call. Their number is 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to tell people. I am asking you to get the help because it is available. And I'm fine with you posting it on social media. I mean, I got a, I got a Snapchat one night late of someone who I hardly knew, like literally barely knew the guy, met him once, asking for someone to meet him, and he was desperate. So I answered the call, and I actually just ran into him a couple of years later, recently, and, and he's still grateful because I showed up and I spent uh, a long time talking to him. But anyway, people will help you. If you let them know, like you're serious, you really need someone to talk to. So that's it for my disclaimer. Now I want to share with you some observations as a lifelong hobby enthusiast. So number one, they are extremely rewarding and can bring joy to your life and reduce your stress. Well, that's like a huge bonus. That's actually what hobbies are intended for. And I personally, this is my personal belief, I believe everyone of any age should have at least one hobby that they enjoy. And I'm not kidding. So I've had many hobbies starting as a young child. Now in my youth, I did cooking, sewing, embroidery. I did collaging, cross-stitch. I even refinished furniture, little pieces and uh, collected Demitas teacups. So by the time I was 13, my hobbies were in full bloom. Now after college, I continued to expand my hobbies and add more and more and more. And, and there was one point, I don't know why. People, I don't know why I do some things, but it's always, to me, kind of the hand of God or divinity. But at some point in my adult life, I decided that I should have I should try some new hobbies. So I made a commitment that each year I was going to try three new hobbies. The first, one of the first things I tried was I took a Wilton cake decorating class, which was, oh my goodness, so amazing. It's one of the best things I've ever done because once you have the tools and the skills, you can do that for the rest of your life. And had I not made a commitment to try three new hobbies that year, I probably still would not know how to really professionally decorate a cake. Now, in that same time frame, as part of that commitment, I took a, a little card making class at a local stamping store, which again, led me into what's commonly called paper crafting, which I still do is fantastic and amazing. And again, I wouldn't have happened upon that and have something that I love had I not made that decision. So, you know, it's, I, I'm a 
personally, you can't have too many hobbies, although you want to be financially prudent. But I did eventually decide, no, I do not need to do three new hobbies a year. I have I have plenty. <laughs> I did reach a little bit of a saturation point. Although, I will say, guess what? After I had decided I had plenty of hobbies, I didn't need any more hobbies, I finally caved and said yes to my mother. God rest her soul. Thank God I did back in the day and allowed her to get me into watercolor painting, which is like so amazing. I love it. It's just the best thing. But I, I really thought I couldn't draw, so how could I paint? Well, guess what? Being a good drawer or an artist in terms of rendering a design is not a requirement for watercolor painting. So there's a plethora of things available to you in this venture, and I do want it to be an adventure because you want to make it fun. So those are some of my observations. You know, hobbies are like the best thing ever. So I want to talk next about young children, teens, and adults. So if you're a parent, aunt or uncle, grandparent, or in any capacity, you have, you know, either very young children or children or teens or young adults, this is, this is for you. So 85% of the population in general suffers from low self-esteem and hobbies are an amazing way to help build confidence and self-esteem in young children, children, teens, young adults, and even adults. So, you know, you want to have, and plus they're fun, like fun and it builds confidence and helps address low self-esteem. So if you're dealing with young children, very young children, there are many things that are already, you know, available in the life of most young children, which is like dress up, you know, playing games, arts and crafts, Play-Doh, modeling clay. Um, so that's kind of already there. And as kids get older, then sometimes those things go by the wayside. I mean, I hope not, but sometimes they do. So when my children were young, because of course I'm going to tell on myself, I put all three of them when when they were about 18 months in a high chair because I was doing arts and crafts and doing my hobbies, gave them non-toxic paints, paper, and a paintbrush with, of course, they had a smock on, and they went to town and loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Of course, they all did paint their faces, which was okay because it was non-toxic paint, and had a ball. So you can introduce very young children to it. And you know, when my kids were little, like again, 18 months, they were at the kitchen counter while I was cooking and baking and they were allowed to participate. And that sometimes meant like, oh, I'm going to put flour and all these mixed up spices and some dish soap and make my own recipe. I mean, you really want to let kids play. And that led to my children being masterful in the kitchen at very young ages. We have some some pictures of one of them making sloppy joe at like five on a stool you know of course supervised um so you want to look for how you can help your children young people teens and whatnot uh, find their way with hobbies now when my kids got older even though they had cooking skills and whatnot I decided that they should each have multiple hobbies and of course it was much easier for my daughter because she's a girl and a lot of my hobbies I mean except for furniture refinishing are feminine 
So I went on YouTube and found oh, the most amazing YouTube videos for men or boys or teens. And so I showed them to my two sons and said, okay, you're going to find your way here. Here's some examples. One of them was this young kid, I mean, he was a young kid, showing how to do metal casting and how he made this slingshot, you know, the, with a metal base that he had, you know, done metal casting to make the base of the slingshot. It looked like it was store-bought. It was so pristine and amazing. And anyway, so out of that, you know, my boys got into, well, one of them got into metal casting. Then he got into making knives, like making beautiful kitchen knives, like amazing. And what's called plastic smithing. So there's tons of videos on YouTube. Um, and it's just something that if you are involved as an adult in the lives of young people, whatever age, or even adults, do this with your adult friends. This is something that is extremely important because it is, as I kind of alluded to, or, or spoiler alert in the intro, you know, it's protective for suicide, addictions, and really serious mental health problems. So of course, of course, get your children, teens, young people, young adults into hobbies because you want to give them every tool in life to protect them and help them and obviously build up self-esteem and help them with confidence. So I want to talk next about the top benefits of hobbies. Now I have a list of 23. There are more than 23, but these are the high points. So without saying 1 through 23, I'm just going to go through the list. So hobbies are fun. Or shall I say, hobbies should be fun, are supposed to be fun, they're supposed to be pleasurable and uh, help you with amusement. Hobbies are relaxing, they can make you happy. Of course, if it doesn't make you happy, it's not a hobby, you should probably stop doing it. They can Hobbies can reduce stress and anxiety, help you build social connections, or at least many hobbies have that potential, helps build self-esteem, it makes you seriously much more interesting, well, in some cases, it can soothe your soul. It's a great way to kill time, and it's much better than doing nothing, and it helps to alleviate boredom. It can often provide interesting cocktail or happy hour conversation, and hobbies can give you something to look forward to, which is why it's you know very important. Hobbies can also be used as part of a reward system. Now, I'm not getting into a reward system in this podcast, but I've talked about it in other podcasts, and I'm a fan of having a reward system. Hobbies can often give you an end product. Not all hobbies do that, but some do, you know, from cooking, you know, from a baked item from cooking or food dish from cooking or artwork from painting and so on. Hobbies can definitely help you stay out of trouble. They're good for your brain, very good for your brain, and it will help prepare you for retirement. They can also help you stay young, can help you recharge and rejuvenate, can help you stave off depression by giving you something to look forward to and something that makes you happy. Hobbies are also a good, solid coping mechanism for life, especially when times are tough. They can be exciting and inspiring, <clears throat> build self-confidence, you can make money from some hobbies. And the last one is there's actually no reason not to have hobbies. 
Now, I coach people, so I know automatically some people, not many, but a couple of you guys, are going to be having right away the objections as to why you either don't have hobbies or you don't do your hobbies or you can't have a hobby. So I'm just going to give you the top few as to why people don't have hobbies because remember, I've been coaching people forever. I know what people have to say and this is normal, okay? So if you have these objections, don't be beating yourself up. You're normal, but we're going to address those. So number one, you don't, you didn't see hobbies growing up or you didn't see hobbies role model when you were young. Um, you didn't have, you don't have any time for hobbies. You don't have the money for hobbies. You can't think of any hobbies you would like. You don't know where to begin. You don't think you'd be good at hobbies and you think that all hobbies require some level of creativity, which is not true. So of those objections, I'm just going to object I'm just going to address the top 2 because they are the most common. So number 1 is I don't have the time. Okay, this is actually the number one objection that people use in my opinion for not doing most things that they either want to, could, or should. So when I do time management workshops, I'm telling you, this is the number one reason people give. I don't have enough time. Here's the bottom line. Each and every one of us all have 24 hours in a day, 7 days a week, for a total of 168 hours. That's a 168, 168 hours a week available to us. If we subtract 8 hours a night for sleeping, that's 56, 40 hours a week for working, 3 hours a day for cooking, chores, shopping, laundry, cleaning, plus travel to and from work, I'm assuming it's a 30-hour commute, and throw in 4 hours for something else, you, you would still have 40 hours left. And if you worked 50 hours a week instead of the 40, you'd still have 30 hours left. People have significantly more time available to them than they recognize because the majority of people are not as skilled as they could be when it comes to time management. So if you're one of these people who would love to have more joy, love to have more happiness, more, more of all the good stuff in your life, and you're saying to yourself, well, I just don't have time for hobbies, then maybe it's time to consider how you're using your time. And remember, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. So that's the thing on time. The second objection people have to doing hobbies, if they don't have any, is that I don't have any money. Well, money is an extremely reasonable objection, and I want to address it because I'm a fan of being financially prudent. Financially prudent in all areas of life, which means not spending money you don't have and using your money wisely. So, number one, there are plenty of hobbies that are either very low cost or inexpensive for starters. So, so there's that. The next thing is, you know, most people get gifts for their birthdays or Christmas or Mother's Day or, you know, different occasions. And you could put hobby supplies or hobby materials on your wish list for your birthday or Christmas or whatever holidays you celebrate. Next, if you get involved in a hobby, 
there are people who would probably donate supplies to you if that's what you actually needed. Because most people, or a lot of the people who are involved in hobbies, really relish getting other people started in the hobby. It's like a thing. And additionally, if money is a, you know, a showstopper for you, you can pick up a plethora of hobby supplies at garage sales or yard sales for not like inexpensively. I'm telling you, trust me, I've been doing hobbies for this for so long and I've gotten amazing brand new hobby supplies at garage sales and yard sales and even equipment. So I do want you to be financially responsible with your money, but there are ways to get into hobbies without breaking the, breaking the bank. So the next thing is hobby ideas. Well, I have a chart in my on my website on the hobby post and that chart has those over 60 ideas for hobbies so hobbies are just and that's not the end all be all list by the way that's just like very common ones so I'm not going to read the list because there's just too many but you know there's masculine hobbies you know, I mean, playing sports is a hobby. You know, cultivating plants is a hobby. You know, there's just refinishing furniture, motorcycle riding. I mean, that, that the list for hobbies is endless. Endless. And if you're lacking ideas, you can visit my website, look at the chart, and you can just Google it because there's just a ton of hobbies. So don't let the fact that you you wouldn't know where to begin, and I'm going to address that in the steps in this next section on how to bring hobbies, the power of hobbies, into your life. So let's assume at this point that you like the benefits. You especially like you know the fact that it can help with depression, anxiety. I mean, it can help you make friends because lots of hobbies have groups that get together to do that masculine and feminine so it can help you make more friends like well who doesn't need more friends well most people that I deal with and that I talk to will if they're you know in a one-on-one -on -one conversation will readily admit that they could use either more friends or they could use better friends and it's not easy to make friends but hobbies are a nice segue and tool or vehicle to make more friends. So the next piece I'm going to cover is steps that you can go through to bring the power of hobbies into your life. So the first part is to kind of self-assess what hobbies you have, if any. And if you don't have any hobbies, so what? Okay, so what? It's time to begin and you're listening to the right podcast. So kind of take an assessment do you have any hobbies? If so, what are they? Do they bring you joy? Do they light you up? Do they inspire you? Do they make you really happy? Are you always excited to do it? And just kind of assess to where you make an assessment of where you stand with hobbies. The second step is to make a commitment that you want the benefit of hobbies and commit to getting a new hobby or two. So everything in life, everything you want to do starts with a commitment. Well, it actually starts with you having an accurate assessment of yourself in the situation, but we've already covered that in step one. But next, you have to then make a commitment. Like, yes, I want to have a new hobby. I want to have, you know, more happiness in my life. I want to, you know, possibly make some new friends or 
I want to, you know, not be worried about my kids with addiction and, you know, suicide and all the problems that hobbies can be protective for. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to prevent an absolute suicide or depression or drugs or addictions, but they're protective, which means they're really helpful. So the third step is to start exploring. Yes, you want to put on your Indiana Jones hat. You want to start, you know, exploring like it's fun, like you're going on a trip or a journey and you're going to like say, hmm, I'm going to see what's out there. And it's exactly what I did years ago when I, when I already had many, many hobbies and decided, oh, I think it's time for some new hobbies. YouTube is a great place to explore hobbies and it's a great place to get instruction on the specifics of how to do a hobby. I mean, my one son did metal casting, plastic smithing, and knife making simply with YouTube videos because the instructions were all there. So make a list of possibilities, but make it fun that you're going to be exploring. Next, I absolutely, I do this in a lot of my material, recommend that you get a, bar, a partner or a buddy and buddy up. You know, get somebody who wants hobbies too. You might not end up with the same hobbies. That's not the point. The point is, if you have a buddy or a partner on a new commitment or a change you want to make, you are automatically 65% more likely to be successful. Now, if you do certain other things like put in writing and blah, 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 you'll be up to 95% more successful. So having a partner or a buddy or, you know, a group of people is, is going to A, make it more fun because you're doing it as a group. Life is more fun when you're doing things with people. And if you're single, don't worry. You don't have to do life alone. You can get people to go on this journey with. So get a buddy. If you're like sitting here listening or whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast and going, well, I don't have any friends. Oh my goodness. First of all, you're breaking my heart. Second of all, I have a whole section about friends on my YouTube channel. I have, uh, you know, tons of material about making friends. I know it's hard. It is hard to make friends. Let's just be honest. But hobbies can really help you. So look at my friend material and make sure you're not doing any of the no-nos, which I cover in a YouTube video because that could be a problem. And use your hobby exploration to make new friends. So if you don't have a buddy or somebody you could partner up with, that's your first project. So next, you're going to try out a new hobby or possibly several. Because sometimes you don't know how much how you're going to feel about something until you try it. And there are many hobbies where you don't even have to buy anything. You could get somebody to take you fishing or you could get somebody to, you know, let you come to their wood shop and, you know, watch them make something. I mean, there are plenty of people who are hobby enthusiasts who would allow you to use their equipment or their supplies while you try it out because sometimes you're just not going to know that you're going to like something until you try it. Now, if money is an issue, I already covered that. Garage sales, yard sales, people will donate, put it on your gift list. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, like, I have gotten people into sewing, into candle making, and paper crafting, and, you know, watercolor painting. And, like, people who have a hobby typically love to share it. So try out a new hobby or several. And if you need support, then ask for it because people will help you. 
I, I promise you, maybe not the first five people you ask, but eventually you'll find people who will help you. Next, find what lights you up. Hobbies really are about you feeling good, you being inspired and happy, and not every hobby is going to do that for you. You know, something that lights you up and inspires you and you love would be like a drag or a chore for someone else. I mean, I love cleaning and organizing, like love it. And that's not something most people like. It's not a hobby, by the way, but it is something I love to do. And, you know, Find that thing for you or those things for you and be open to it. So if you don't have the time, I've already addressed that. You might want to just go ahead and put improving your time management skills on your list because you can. And, you know, improving your time management skills is going to give you so much freedom and, and amazing amounts of happiness and you know you can do it and the other thing is some hobbies are very portable and you can do them while you're doing other things for example I used to paint and draw while I was waiting for my kids at the dentist's office or the doctor's office or waiting for someone in my family to have surgery or waiting for my turn at the DMV or even painting at the shore with my friends so if you want anything bad enough you'll make the time for it Next, be open to new hobbies. Remember how I told you that I was like, I told my mom I, I was not interested in watercolor painting for several years, several, several. And then uh, what something happened and I really didn't have a good excuse, so I did. But like, you know, be open to this. Be open, because being open in general has a lot of perks, but be open to new hobbies. And lastly, enjoy the adventure. Please make this adventure. Please make it fun because you can. I mean, the operative word is you can or you could. You could make it fun. You could have a blast. You could actually make a bunch of new friends. I mean, there are people who get together forever once they met at a knitting club or once they were in this motorcycle riding club or once they, you know, met at a fishing tournament or whatever. So enjoy the adventure and enjoy the process because it's a process to finding your way with hobbies because you want the power of hobbies in your life as far as the takeaways hobbies are powerful tools to help you have a life, happy life with significant benefits secondly hobbies are available to everyone if you're open to it and willing to go through the process of trying things out, getting support or whatever you need. And lastly, hobbies are one thing that everyone should have in life because they are that, the benefits are that significant, the benefits are that substantial, and it's that important. You want the power of hobbies in your life. As far as my call to action, it's time to get into action for this because you want to have fun. You're going to go on this delicious adventure, like exploring new hobbies, getting some people to go with you. You know, it's time to realize you can really start having some fun in life with hobbies. And lastly, share this podcast on social media with your friends and family to help other people do the same thing. All right, that's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 38, The Power of Hobbies. 
I hope you're going to take the actions I've outlined and get on the road to hobbies because they can add so much to your life as I've already talked about. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you can get the new ones automatically. Don't forget you can visit my website to see what giveaways I'm conducting at www.lisaalundy.com. I hope you have a wonderful life. I love you and take care for now.